The following is a recording of the Reverend Charlie Dupree at St. Paul's Episcopal Church on October 5th, 2019 in Richmond, Virginia. Thanks for listening. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Luke. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you had the faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your slave who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, come here at once and take your place at the table? Would you not rather say to him, prepare supper for me? Put on your apron and serve me while I eat and drink. Later, you may eat and drink. Do you thank the slave for doing what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were ordered to do, say, we are worthless slaves. We have done only what we ought to have done. The gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Christ. When Matthew and I go to the grocery store, it's usually two completely different experiences. (laughs) Matthew is on a quest. He wants to get a job done. I, on the other hand, tend to wander. I'll be in the homeopathic section, I often say to Matthew. So while he's off buying Brussels sprouts and tomatoes, I wander around in this holistic health section. I love it because I feel like it's filled with really helpful things. And I just know that one day I'm going to find that perfect thing that makes everything about my life right. (laughs) In that section of the grocery store, there are things that seem to meet and fill in the gaps of any sort of deficiency that might exist. Having trouble sleeping? There's melatonin. Low energy? There's a vitamin for that. Fine lines and wrinkles? Cottonseed extract. <laughs> Stressed? How about a geranium eucalyptus bath soak? Vitamin C? Gummy chewables. And what if you're feeling generally out of alignment? Well, there's an aromatherapy treatment that will make sure that your root chakra is talking to your crown chakra. (laughs) Section of the grocery store has a lot to offer. But in all of my years of wandering around exploring these medicines, I never saw a faith section. What if our faith is lacking? What happens when the red light has come on indicating that we are running low? What do we do if we need to increase our faith? Good question. And the disciples, on behalf of all of us, ask this question today. I guess we should start with the basics. What is faith? I hear it all the time from people. I guess if I only had more faith, or I wish I had more faith, what is it? Well, when I looked up a definition of faith, I found this. It's complete trust and loyalty in something. 
complete trust and loyalty in something. And the most famous line about faith from Scripture comes from the 11th chapter in the letter to the Hebrews. Now faith, the author says, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. The writer goes on to talk about what people have done in the assurance of faith, Moses and Abraham, how they have journeyed in faith. Faith is most often reserved for religious folk like you and me. And we are in a long line of people who wonder if we have enough. Today, when the disciples ask for more faith, I do not blame them. Think about what they have been through. They are in overload mode. Jesus has gone on a teaching frenzy, heaping more and more on the disciples' plate. Jesus has talked endlessly about the life of discipleship. He talks about hospitality, welcoming, helping strangers. He talks about lost sheep, visiting prisoners, lost coin, prodigal sons, the rich man, Lazarus. Then he lays it on in chapter 17 by saying that if you cause anyone to sin, you're in big trouble. Is it any wonder the disciples cry out, increase our faith? They are freaking out because of all of the new responsibilities. And they know that they are going to need some help if they are going to survive. But this is where it's helpful to know a little bit more about where Jesus is coming from. And we get a clue if we look at the Greek construct of that particular sentence. Now, this is complicated. Hang in there with me. When people form these sentences in Greek, there are implications. There are things that are inferred. For example, the way a sentence is formed can be like this. If you had more faith and you don't, (laughs) then this will happen. Or the implication might be, if you had more faith and you do, that's the way this sentence is structured. It's kind of like when your kid says to you, I can't do it. And what do you say? Yes, you can. You've got everything you need to do what you need to do. And that's what Jesus is saying to these disciples today. You've got the faith you need to be the disciple that I'm calling you to be. Now, don't get me wrong. Some Christians misuse this notion of faith, and they often offer it like it's some sort of magic pill. It can lead some Christians to think that faith can rid us of worry and make all problems go away. But this is not the goal of faith. Faith is not about magic. No, I often find, and maybe you're like me, I often find that the faith I need isn't about making miracles. The faith that I need is the kind that will help me make it through a regular, ordinary day. And while I'd like to think that my days call me to move mountains 
and leap tall buildings with a single bound, my days often call me to be a regular, kind human being. My days call for me to be gentle with myself and with others. And my days call for me to be patient, patient with myself and with others. Our days can call us to be still. Our days can call us to be measured. And our days definitely call us to see God wherever we go and in whatever face we look at. So these days of ours, they call for a lot of faith. That's why I think Jesus uses this image of a mustard seed. It was an ordinary shrub, invasive even, like kudzu. He uses this image of a mustard seed because he wants us to know that a whole lot can come from a very ordinary little. As one commentator says, God works through a modicum of faith to empower us to forgive even the most annoyingly repetitive sinners. And that's what it's about, isn't it, St. Paul's? Day in and day out, you and I are called to greet the repetitiveness of life, the sins and the sinners, the peacemakers and the chaos makers, the well and the sick. And we are called to greet each of them with a kiss of peace. And that takes a lot of faith, whether you're at a table with world leaders or at a table at Starbucks. Increase our faith, the disciples say. Well, next week we'll begin our community giving campaign. And I'm not going to be here next week. I'm going to be on the pilgrimage with the History and Reconciliation Initiative, but I shall take this opportunity to give you some thoughts about my theology of giving, because I think it's important, and I know you're excited about it. <laughs> oh, trust me, there's a lot I want to do in this sermon, including get to that psalm, but we'll do that later. Jesus has been talking a lot about money. That's been something we've been uh, moving through over these last several weeks, money and wealth. He's asked us to consider the importance of money in our lives. And if I'm being honest, nothing makes us think about our faith like giving away our money. Having less money causes anxiety. And this is why spiritual giving increases our faith. It forces us to let go, not recklessly, but let go in ways that call us to rely fully and completely on God. Spiritual giving is a discipline, a practice, and it leads to spiritual health and wellness. And our call to be stewards is a 24-7 ministry. We do not get to take the day off of being a steward. And this community giving campaign is one facet, one season of our ongoing stewardship. We have been called to care for everything from the water that flows out of our faucets to the water that supports turtles and whales. 
It is time to take a look around us and take in more deeply how we are connected to each other and a part of the fabric of life that God has called good. And this can be overwhelming. Absolutely, it can. Like the disciples, when we stare into the face of too much responsibility, we can get scared and overwhelmed. And we might even say, I don't have enough faith to give more. I don't have enough faith to do any more. I don't have enough faith to risk more. I don't have enough faith to trust more. Give me more faith. But then we hear the words of the one who says, yes, you do. You already have the faith that you need. It's just enough to help you make the world different. And it's just enough to make the world more like heaven. And the good news is that none of us is called to do it alone. Your gifts alone will not be enough. My gifts alone will not be enough. But our gifts combined and with the gifts stewarded to us over time, with all of those things, lives can be changed. Because we are a community, we share the load of keeping this church operating. We're not asked to give everything, but we're asked to give something. Our call as Christians asks a lot, no doubt. And our wish that our faith, our religious life, could be supplemented by vitamins or lotions or a shot of Red Bull Instead, instead, and better yet, our faith is strengthened by coming together here. Here, you being you, me being me, we being we. Our faith is strengthened when we come together in love and understanding. Our faith is strengthened when we as a church go to Montgomery and Selma. Our faith is strengthened when we as Episcopalians gather with the Methodists and the Presbyterians out on the street. Our faith is strengthened when we confess that we are not perfect, but still we're the body of Christ, trusting not in our own vision, but in God's vision. Those mustard seeds, they can add up, Christians. They can cover a lot of territory. So take those seeds with you wherever you go and wherever you are. And whether or not your faith roars like a lion or maybe can manage only a whisper, hear the words of our Lord, who with a tiny sip of wine and a tiny piece of bread and with a tiny seed of faith is always saying, It is enough. Amen.